KFGO is proud to present the Veterans Hour, an hour dedicated to those serving a higher calling, the latest on veterans affairs and stories of conspicuous gallantry above and beyond the call of duty. And now, the host of the Veterans Hour, commander of the Tri-States Veterans, a Navy man, Dave Rice. music is Fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater Revival. And I want to thank Jack Sunday for that interview uh, introduction, and thank KFGO for letting us veterans have this one-hour show once a month for letting us talk about our advances and causes and events. So, uh, my first guest is no Fortunate Son, by the way. He's uh, Rick Olick, an Army veteran, and uh, we sent him to Vietnam, and he came home with a couple of Purple Hearts. So, we want to and uh, I want to thank him for coming online today. Thank you, Rick. Hey, you're welcome, Dave. Good to be with you, my man. Good. Well, I asked Rick to come on for a couple of reasons. One, uh, they have their annual fishing derby coming up here in February, and it's open to the public, and they especially like uh, some of our youth to go out there and, and drop the line. So, Rick, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about that fishing derby you do every year? You bet. You bet, Dave. We've been doing a Ambet uh, Fishing Derby here for uh, about 35 years or whatever else, and it's grown into a, more of a youth uh, youth day on the ice or whatever else. To, we've uh, 100% free, free entry for everybody that comes in or whatever else. Uh, we drill the holes. All the kids 12 and under are going to get a, a fishing rod from the Holly JCs. They're going to get a bucket from the Cass County Wildlife. They're going to get some tackle from the AMVETs, and they're going to be all set to go. And we've got guys out there that are going to drill the holes for them. And it's on Sunday, February the 11th, from 12 to 3 o'clock. That's Super Bowl Sunday. It's easy to remember. 12 to 3, wear the kids out and come home and watch the Super Bowl in the evening. You know, the Fargo AMVETs might be the only people in our immediate uh, KFGO listening audience that uh, like today's weather because we're making some ice today rick you got it you got it we're glad we got <laughs> a lot of people been until this weekend everybody's been saying well i don't think there's gonna be enough ice i don't think i said there'll be plenty of ice and one nice thing about it dave is we haven't had a lot of snow on lee lake doesn't have a lot of snow like a lot of other places and you really make good ice and on days like last night today and tomorrow and this next week we're gonna we're gonna yeah. have plenty of good ice so, yep. Yeah. And you guys, and you I guys kind of stressed safety out there, and like you said, you draw all the yep. holes and you supervise the kids. Yep. You bet. Yeah, we got, we got a group of kids out there. We have our color guard that uh, fires our M1 rifles to start with out there, kicking the derby off with blanks, and and uh, some of the kids enjoy getting a chance to see that for the first time and come and take a look at those if they want to, and. Uh, Getting out on the ice, there's people that just pull their kids around on sleds and enjoy the day. 
we get we serve hot dogs out there on the ice. Uh, we've had some Girl Scouts out there with Girl Scout cookies. We've had hot chocolate out there. And then this year we're adding a little thing. I'm setting up a cooker and kids that bring up a fish that's big enough for me to clean. And basically you get to about eight inch perch or a seven inch perch. I'll clean that thing and I'm going to bring them a batter and I'm going to deep fry that baby and let them have a little fish taste the fish right on the, right on the ice. So the uh, kids that's terrific. Kids will enjoy that fresh fish. Yeah. On the ice. So yeah. Great. Throwing in a little, uh, new wrinkle to it this year great now if they've never participated before or they're not familiar with the area how do they get to lee lake where is that at okay lee lake if you go right down highway 10 to holly minnesota it's just two miles east and then one mile south on highway 32 there probably not even a mile south you'll see the, the sign that says lee lake access or what else we go right out of that access and like i said we'll we should have good enough ice where people are going to be able to, other years they've been able to just drive right out there. We've got plows uh, all lined up, so therefore they'll plow the snow and do all that kind of stuff and everything. We've got some great sponsors. If I, if you, if I don't mind uh, throwing a few names out here, Shields, Hornbachers, Cass County Wildlife, Beta Seed, FM Walleyes, uh, Fargo Bait and Tackle, Brewer Agri Outdoors. And then we've got a new one, Alderon Industries right there. Uh, Holly uh, has asked to help sponsor or whatever else. And all of these companies uh, contribute to buying the tackle and getting all the stuff that we need to make a, a lot of fun for the kids. We get also Absolutely. Have a whole bunch of door prizes, door prizes. We try to make sure every kid, well, every kid is going to go home with a bucket and a rod and tackle for sure. And then uh, we Very try good. to make sure uh, they, they all get some food. and chance to win a door prize too great you know i've said this a hundred times and i'll say it a hundred more but we really have a patriotic community there's all kinds of individuals and corporations and businesses that support our veterans organization and and, and support for uh, the programs we have what do we do for our, yeah. our youth and our veterans and our uh, military yeah you'd be surprised okay, uh, uh, man i'm sorry but how many of those kids ask the vets out there uh, about their service or what else, and thank us when we're out there too, or what else. I mean, it's really, uh, really rewarding for those with having those kids. Great. And folks can go to your uh, uh, Facebook page. I think I've seen some stuff on there about the fishing derby, but they can go to your yep. Facebook page for that information. And uh, you've got some other events coming up here. Do you want to quickly mention some of them? Yeah, we've got we've got uh, well, we got a we got a fish fry right down here at our Amvet Club on the twenty sixth. You're going to get a walleye fillet and some and some French fries for ten bucks or what else? That's on the 26th of of January here. We got that that going on. We've got a um, uh, a sons our sons on February the 24th. They're going to do a they're going to do a chicken uh, cook. So they they uh, are going to cook some chickens and uh, and we're going to have a whole chicken uh, dinner or whatever else on the 24th of February. That's coming up. We got potluck Super Bowl party going on, and we got another new one. We got on the 25th of February. We got the Spam Challenge. Everybody's <laughs> heard about Spam, and a, and a lot of veterans oh, yeah. have eaten some Spam in their in their time or whatever else. So uh, I'm surprised at how many people are excited about coming down to the club and doing a Spam Challenge and and stuff. So yeah, that's unique. 
that, that's and really, you've been doing a breakfast once a month. You've been doing yes. a breakfast yeah. once a month too, right? Yeah, yeah. We got to, actually Thanks. next next Sunday. Next Sunday is our is our free will breakfast or whatever else you get: uh, eggs, pancakes, French toast, uh, and uh, sausages. Uh, and it's a free will donation. Kids are welcome from nine to ten, and adults from ten to noon. Very good. And I see one is on the. That one on the schedule for January 26th, and the next one is February 18th. Yep, you got her. There you Very go. good. Yeah. Well, Rick, anything else you want to add before we move on? Well, I'd just like to thank everybody out there in KFGO for sponsoring the Veterans Hours. It really means a lot to us veterans, and, and uh, it's really fun to let the community know about all the events that we've got going as veterans and how we try to help the community. and keep everybody involved we also got our we're kind of wrapping up our americanism our americanism essays we got uh, the grade six through 12 that are writing essays right now the deadline is uh, next wednesday for that so if they got any kids uh, that are in those grades and they'd like to write they still got a few few days to get a nice essay written up and that uh, and theme is why is it important to vote and you mentioned your January 31st spaghetti feed, and that's going to raise funds for your Americanism program. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, to run these programs, it all takes takes a few bucks or whatever else, and so we're going to do a spaghetti feed on the on the 31st or whatever else, and that's from 5 o'clock till 7 o'clock, and uh, another free will uh, donation. Come on down and have spaghetti and, and donate to our Americanism. Very good. Very good. Well, we appreciate uh, the Fargo Ambats. You guys do a lot of things in our community for our troops and our veterans and our youth and patriotism. So thank you for everything you do, and please relay that information to your membership. I'm sure they, a lot of them are listening right now, Dave. I appreciate it very much, and I sure will. You betcha. Okay, thanks for coming on again, Rick, and we're going to uh, move on here to our next topic here pretty soon. We're going to go to a break here. And when we come back, we're going to have Diana Hall Bierke, who is our Homeless Programs Manager for the Veterans Administration. And what a topic for a day like today. Can you think of being hopeless on a day like today? Listen up and uh, see what we can do to help our homeless veterans and Your community. Hey, I'm sure I'm sure many of you recall that song. That's the theme song for the, the sitcom Hogan's Heroes that was on TV for, for many years. I remember watching that a lot when I was growing up. And by the way, I, I want to thank uh, Will Thompson. He's the producer today. He's making the phone calls and playing the music and all this good stuff. And this is completely unrehearsed. Normally, I drive into the KFGO studio. So I sit there and, and talk to him as we're doing this. But due to the blizzard here in Fargo, I decided to stay home today. The weather is terrible. Visibility is not good. So I'm actually sitting at home uh, with the telephone to my ear. And Will is uh, running the show there in the Fargo KFGO studio. So thank you, Will. Of course. It's my pleasure to help the veterans, Dave. You betcha. Okay. Now on the line, I have uh, Diana Hall-Bjerke, and she is the Homeless Programs Manager the Veterans Administration. In her office, her, her work is the uh, at the Community Resource and Referral Center, 
in downtown Fargo. So I want to just start off by asking Diana to, you know, quick introduction of herself and uh, how long she's been working uh, for the VA and what tasks has she completed. Welcome, Diana. Thank you. Thanks, Sheriff. I was wondering if you were in the, going to be in the studio tonight or not. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you're safe at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so my name is Diana Holbjerke. I've been a homeless programs manager for about 16 years now at the Fargo VA. And we've come a really long way in housing homeless veterans in our catchment area. Uh, we're, we're doing a great job, but there's always more, more that can be done. And one of the things that the Fargo VA chose to do was to build this community resource and referral center and to station a, a homeless programs clinic in that area. And it's just been phenomenal. We were able to um, open very quietly, I guess, in uh, August of 2020. We were still, I think, pretty much on lockdown and there was still wearing masks and not any big public gatherings. So we got off to a pretty quiet start. But uh, we've really been, um, over now the last three years in our downtown location, we've really been able to provide so much extra to the veterans that we serve that it's just been an amazing experience. Now, you work with a lot of other uh, resources here in the Cass Clay area, too, right? Can you talk about some of the partners that you work with? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we try to partner with it with everybody. And uh, we, we actually have a, a contract with Churches United for the Homeless or Shelter Beds for Homeless Veterans. We contract with or have an agreement with the New Life Center that offers our new um, uh, transitional pro housing program called Grant and Per Diem. And at New Life Center, they're calling it the Passport Program, and that is a, a veterans program. Uh, so we, we really uh, partner with a lot of folks in the community, plus um, as a community, we try to make sure that uh, when people are trying to access services, they don't have to fill out application after application after application. We're trying to work on having one application that would fit for all the agencies in the area. So, Very good. Now, is your building open, just, you know, walk-in type help during it, the day, during the week? You bet. It's open from 8 to 4.30 each day. And veterans can schedule appointments to come in and see a case manager or to see their medical provider there, uh, you know, or they can just walk in. We provide respite from uh, heat and cold. If it's hot outside, they can come in and cool off and get a drink of water. If it's really cold outside, they can come in and get a cup of coffee and warm up. So the, um, the services we're able to provide include, the, there's men's and women's showers. Um, we have a laundry that veterans can schedule to use. Uh, we've got uh, an emergency food covered and clothing closet, as well as the on-site medical team and all of the social workers for all of the different homeless programs also being right there on site. Very good. You know, I've heard several times that a lot of the veterans are just a little intimidated by those big, huge brick buildings. I mean, we have a VA hospital here in Fargo that's second to none. But some people are just kind of uh, leery about going there. But the Vet Center and uh, Community Resource and Referral Center is, is more low-keyed and smaller. And a lot of veterans think it's more comfortable going to see you than it would be to uh, go into a hospital itself, correct? 
Yeah, I think we see some of that. You bet. I think the the flexibility of our team in the CRRC to see people, even if they don't have a, a scheduled appointment, to take those walk-ins and to take people as they present, uh, which is a little bit different from most of your teams at the main facility that are more structured. So it, it's, it really works out well, and I think we're able to serve a lot more veterans uh, medically because uh, it's easier to access the services. Right. And I mentioned earlier, I just can't imagine anybody being homeless in the Fargo-Moria area on a day like today. It's got to be really, really tough. It, it would they, be really, really tough. We're fortunate that we have do have so many community partners. You know, we work with the Gladys Ray Shelter, and uh, there's a coordinated entry project in town where all the shelters talk with each other, and some places are turning in, uh, turning out some extra warming areas and that type of thing. There's there's always a need, but uh, I think with the cooperation of everybody in the community, hopefully everybody is is someplace warm tonight. Yeah. Do you have uh, uh, contact information if anybody has any questions or uh, where, where can they go to get more information about the VA homeless program? Oh, yeah. Well, there's there's two places you can go. You can uh, Google a VA homeless programs and you will get all kinds of, of web pages. And, and actually, I think pretty easy to read descriptions of, of what all the programs are. Uh, and if you're interested in talking about donating anything for homeless veterans, that would be to contact the Voluntary Services Department uh, at the Fargo VA. Uh, and then in terms of other questions, <clears throat> people are welcome to call the Community Resource and Referral Center if they have any needs or any questions at all. And that telephone number is 701-610-7300. And I want to repeat that one more time, Diana. 701-610-7361. Very good. And uh, we, we live in a very patriotic community. We have really good support <clears throat> from, our, from our community. If somebody wants to volunteer or just make a donation of some type, uh, what, what can they do and how can they do it? Mm -hmm. Well, the, the, the first thing they would want to do is contact our Chief of Voluntary Services, Jessica Head, at the Fargo VA. And she's the, the wonderful person who coordinates um, all of the things that people want to donate or provide for veterans. And she's, uh, she's our primary spokesperson for that. And she can actually tell people what needs different um, departments might have or uh, different groups of veterans might have that they can help out with. Very good. And I, I like putting in a plug for our county veteran service officers. They know how to get a, get a hold of Jessica and, and all these different resources. So if they, anybody has questions, uh, your county veteran service officer is a good place to go or contact also. Excellent point. Yep. Uh, anything else to add, Diana, before we move on to our next break and next topic? No, I, I think that's good. And thank you so much for having having me on. Oh, glad to have you. We should get get you on every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you much. Okay. Bye-bye. Diana Hall Bjerke, the Homeless Programs Manager for the Veterans Administration in her offices downtown Fargo at the Community Resource and Referral Center. Okay, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, you've probably heard in the news lately that our Fargo National Cemetery has added 30 acres to our our cemetery here between Harwood and, and uh, 
West Fargo, and we're going to have Dave Booth on from the Fargo National uh, Cemetery Association to come on and, and talk a little bit about that. But we'll go to a break and come back and talk about our Fargo National Cemetery. Okay, there's another very, very popular TV sitcom having to do with the military, MASH, Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. I love that show. On the line, I have have Dave Booth on the line from the National Cemetery Association, and he's headquartered at uh, Fort Snelling. And I'd like to ask uh, Dave, uh, well, thank you for coming on, first of all, Dave. And I'd like to ask him this for a quick introduction of uh, his involvement with the National Cemetery Association and how his job there at Fort Snelling relates to the Fargo National Cemetery. Hi, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Yes, I am at Fort Snelling National Cemetery in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And today it's cold, but I understand we're not getting near the blizzard conditions and snow you guys are getting. No, I've been here. (laughs) Yeah. I've been here uh, three winters now. I've been here uh, since January. 2022, and our relationship with Fargo is uh, Fargo was first opened up as a rural cemetery, and what that means is the National Cemetery Administration wanted to make sure that veterans had access to a national cemetery within 75 miles of where they were located. So we set up Fargo to be just that, and Fort Snelling oversees the Fargo National Cemetery Operations. We have a cemetery manager out there, Ms. Jennifer Leader, and we provide support service to her administrative support. And if she is gone, like on vacation, we send people up there to take care of services. Uh, We also look at field operations, engineering. So anything she needs, we help out to make sure that they're 100% covered on Fargo National Cemetery. Okay, very good. Thank you. And uh, I said association, but it's administration. My bad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're very grateful for for getting a national cemetery here in the Fargo area, and like you said, it covers a very wide, uh, seventy-five mile or more radius from Fargo. So it's going pretty good. And uh, by the way, we have a great community here. Uh, we had our uh, retrieval of the reefs across America today in a blizzard, and fifty people showed up. And they're out there collecting those reefs. How about that? Yeah, it never ceases to amaze me what I hear, not only at Fargo, but here and at Northwoods, because we also have Northwoods, Wisconsin. But people here don't let the cold stop them from doing any community involvement. And I was very pleased to hear what was going on. I'm also very pleased with the reception that Fargo National Cemetery has been with the community. Everybody there has just been a good part of the Fargo National Cemetery. We have a lot of volunteers ever since it is open. So we're, we're very pleased with that and very grateful. And we're, we're very thankful to be a part of the Fargo community. Very good. Yes, thank you. Uh, now, the big news lately here is uh, uh, thanks to uh, our North Dakota Senator Hoven and, and, and many others, VA officials, MCA officials, uh, we just expanded the footprint of the Fargo National Cemetery by adding 
30 acres to, in addition to our current five. You want to go about how uh, how that came about and what that means to the Fargo National Cemetery? Well, certainly, Dave. Uh, yeah, this has been an acquisition many years in the making. Uh, when we first opened Fargo, and that was, took years in the making also, it was five acres, a little under five acres. But the VA, the National Cemetery Administration, started working with the landowners to see if they can expand it. And fortunately, the landowner was very giving person and decided to help us out there. And it's been going on since I've been here, like I said, for two years. And we finalized it just a couple of weeks ago, expanding our cemetery acreage from five acres to now 35 acres. And what that's going to bring is hopefully in the next several years, uh, planning and developing the property to expand the cemetery so we can be able to have more burial spots for our veterans and their family members. It, so it's a great asset. It's, it's a great, wonderful thing for the community to have this, and it expands what we can do for our services, whereas we won't be able to uh, run out of services and grave spaces for many, many years now. And that, that's something that we're very proud of and they're very thankful for. Very good. And I'm sure you have a staff at the NCA that have done that before at other locations, uh, try to figure oh, yes. out the best way of utilizing that, that space. Oh, yes. We do not do that at Fort Snelling. Like, we just operate and do our own cemetery operations here. The VA has separate specialized offices with people who do just that. So they work that and they calculate all that and they do all the legal background, engineering background, the ground development. And we're not a part of that. They ask us for uh, some inputs on it. But, yeah, it, it's a different branch, different offices altogether. And they're experts at it. So but we're very happy to work with them also. And that's going to take a, a bit of time, a few years, I suppose, to, to get that 30 acres all ready for uh, future use, right? Oh, yes. And since it was just purchased and finalized a couple of weeks ago, uh, that's the, the ground start. And we are not planning anything yet. Not, it just happened. So the planning phase will start, and it may take a few years before even anything is even worked up, like design of what's going to happen with the acreage, if there's going to be a fence put around it, if there's going to be buildings put around it, uh, the design of the burial spaces. Uh, those will all come up, but that's, that's a few years off yet. And I don't want to speculate when that's going to happen, but it hasn't right. even started yet. There's no need to have it start yet. There's plenty of time now. Oh, yeah. Do you have any idea, our current 4.8 or 5 acres, uh, what, it's been filling up uh, fairly quickly, but how many years do we have uh, left, do you think, uh, on our original site before we reach our capacity? Do you have any idea? Well, it's hard to say. It, as you know, it's dependent on several factors, the number of barrels we have, how how much space is there. And I don't want to speculate because every time they we do a calculation, it can vary. And I don't want to be held to a number. But we've, several years, you know, the, with the current five acres we have there, uh, we're, we're you know, 10, 15 years off before we even have to start worrying about that. Uh, we had uh, just 188 burial services last year. And so that's in the sections we have already developed. We have many sections that are not developed yet. So we have enough space to go several more years. And you, you'll probably see many numbers out there and figures out there to say, hey, it's going to be 
2025, it's going to be 2035, 2055. You know, I don't want to speculate on that. There's plenty of room. We're not in a rush to run out of room, and there's no anticipation of running out of room in the near future. Very good. Yeah, and that's that's a fair assessment. I know we had we had we're not an emergency situation here, but uh, just curious. Correct. And uh, we have beautiful facilities out there right now. Uh, now, our, for the people that are familiar with the cemetery location and what we have today, those additional 30 acres, where is where are they in specific location to our current five? Uh, they're surrounding the five acres from. The church is on the west side, so it's going to go north and east along the road there. So it's going to pretty much take up the 30 acres to the east and north of the cemetery. We, we won't be crossing the road at all. Right. Okay. The highway there. Okay. Very good. And uh, if we have, uh, you know, we have uh, great volunteers for our Fargo Memorial Honor Guard. We have volunteers from different veterans organizations and our in our community, the volunteer to go out there and conduct military funeral honors. But other other veterans in our area, if they want to make a donation or if they want to volunteer, uh, what options are there and how, how do they go about doing that? The best thing that you do is contact our cemetery manager, is Jennifer Leader. Uh, she's at the Fargo VAMC, the medical center there. Uh, so they can go there. You know, or they can send a check there. Uh, I give you her number, and if they want to call, her office number is 710-451-4650. And they can call her and ask her how to do it. We also have a Facebook site. So there's a lot of different ways to do a donation. We just ask people not to come to the cemetery grounds to uh, provide donations because we may have a service going on, or we may be conducting some burials or mowing the grass or doing some other uh, services on the grounds that might be a danger to people. And we don't want to encumber any family members that are there doing respect for their loved ones that are buried. So we ask that if you're going to donate a check, uh, please do not do it at the cemetery itself. Uh, Call Jennifer and ask her what the best way to do this is. Fargo National Cemetery has a Facebook page where they could get that contact information if they need it, right? That is correct. Okay. Very good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I also do want to appreciate the Fargo Memorial Honor Guard. Uh, they're out on days when it's cold like this, and it's very appreciative. So they, they have a lot of members, a lot of stamina. We also have a, a Fargo National Cemetery Volunteer Committee, and there's other different members that volunteer there. So we encourage people that want to volunteer. Uh, if we have room and capacities for anybody that feels they want to volunteer. It could be one day a year. As you mentioned, Reeds Across America came and picked up the Reeds today. But we also have events on Memorial Day. Uh, we also have a flag that we put down. A lot of different ways to contribute. You know, picking up and cleaning up the cemetery is another way. Many, many ways. So we, we encourage people, if they want to give back to the community and the veterans, to contact Jennifer Leader, because we always have a way to provide and offer volunteer services, and that's appreciated. Yep, very good. Anything else before I let you go, Dave? Uh, no, I just well, wanted I, to say I had thanks. one more question. I guess in oh. Fargo here, we we contract out for the maintenance of the facilities, for the mowing and all that good stuff. Is that typical throughout the United States? That depends on the size of the cemetery. And 
Fargo National Cemetery, the Valley Green and Associates have been a wonderful partner with us, and they take care of all that, and they're very good at doing that. And many other cemeteries that are not quite as big have their own construction contracting mowing services that they do themselves. At Fort Snelling, we have contracted services because it's just too big. We have almost 500 acres, and it's just too big for us to take care of ourselves. So we rely on community to help us out, and we rely on contractors to help us out. Because a lot of people don't know what it takes to keep those headstones white and realigned and make sure that they're standing straight up and keeping the grass trimmed and weeds free and the trees trimmed and no pests or rodents, including mammals or pests and insects that infect the trees and grounds. So there's a lot to keep in a cemetery upgraded to make sure that it's presentable for people to come and pay their respects to their loved ones. And we appreciate all the work that's done by members of the community as well as our partners in contracting that help us out with that. Yeah, very good. Okay, thank you much, uh, Dave, and uh, thank you and all the National Cemetery Administration for what they do. And we're very, very proud of our local Fargo National Cemetery. Thanks for coming yeah, on yeah, today. You bet. Thank you for having me, Dave. You bet. Thank you. Okay, we're going to take our last break. And when we come back, we have uh, another veterans organization called Veterans Honor Flight. And this, we're going to focus on Giving Hearts Day, where you can help support sending our veterans to Washington, D.C. to see their memorials. So we'll take a break and we'll come back for our last session here in a few minutes. Okay, that, that bumper music is probably not as common as MASH or Hogan's Heroes, but I had to throw a Navy one in. That, that was McHale's Navy. That was a sitcom that was on TV in the early 60s, I believe. Ernest Borgman, Borgheim is uh, the star in that show. Okay, now I've got uh, Luann McDonald on the line, and she's going to be talking about giving hearts today. Luann and I both serve on the board of directors for the Veterans Honor Flight of North Dakota, Minnesota. And Luann got us involved with giving hearts today. She's been leading that effort, and uh, it's been a very, very good fundraiser for Veterans Honor Flight. So I want to thank Luann McDonald for coming on the line today. Thank you, Luann. Thanks for having me, Dave. You betcha. Can you talk a little bit about Giving Hearts Day? How did you uh, uh, get going uh, so we could be one of the participants in that great fundraiser? Well, I had heard about it for several years um, before I became involved with um, Veterans Honor Flight. And then about six years ago, this is our sixth year, I uh, got together with one of the um, employees at Dakota Medical Foundation and talked to them, and we applied, and we got in. And we were one of um, over 500 charities at that time that was involved with Giving Hearts Day. And it's been a phenomenal experience. Very good. It's been six years already? It is. We are celebrating our sixth year. All right. Very good. So uh, how can the community, how can individuals or businesses uh, contribute to our effort to send our veterans to D.C. through this Giving Arts Day opportunity? Well, this is also, Dave, as you know, one of our largest fundraisers that we have all year long. 
And last year we raised over $100,000 for our veterans to go on our flights. And uh, this year we're going to be at the American Legion in Moorhead, post 21. Starting at 8 o'clock, we have um, donuts being made by a couple from Crookston that has been there the last couple of years. And then we have KFGO that's going to be there from 11 to 2 with JJ and Amy. And then we're making um, Giving Hearts Day cookies. And they can stop by at the American Legion um, that day. Or uh, they can go into givingheartsday.org and plug in veterans, and they will come up with our name on that way. Or on our website, Dave. There is a page, um, a section on our website that will go directly to our page on Giving Hearts Day, and that is quite easy, the easiest thing they can do. And they can do that right now, right? Is it is it started it, yet? Yep. Yep, it is. We have, it is pre-giving has started, so they can donate today, and all the funds will go to to us. Okay, and visit uh Giving Hearts Day officially is on February 8th. That's a Thursday, and that's the day we're going to be at the Moorhead American Legion, right? That is correct. But if they want to go on our website now and click um, the Giving Hearts Day tab, they are able to do early giving. Okay. And I think it's a misconception to a lot of people. Uh, what is this match all about, matching donations? Well, each charity is able to gather up matching funds so that each dollar for dollar could be matched with whatever funds they come up up with. The minimum we have to come up with is 3000 for each charity. And so there's several charities that get $20,000 in match, and each one is matched to that amount. Okay. And I think the misconception is... Uh... Any of these charities, every dollar they raise, they're going to be matched by a dollar. So, well, no, uh, we have to, we have to go out and find our own match, correct? I mean, we have to go that to is... a business or individual and say, and they'll say, give, give a guarantee. Yeah, we'll match you dollar for dollar for the first thousand or five thousand or whatever. But there's no automatic match; they're going to get double. No, not okay. So yes, you're right, Dave. We do have to come up with our our own matching funds. Great. And we line those up, obviously, ahead of time, correct? Yep. We start each lining them up. Yep. Each organization has to come up by their match funds by uh, January 22nd, which is in, in a week. So we have to plug that into our site. Okay. And um, that that's the main one that's coming up, February 8th. Giving Hearts yes, Day. And giving Hearts give Day. Give online right now. Yep. And yep. we have other fundraisers going on, too, between now and then or, or during the spring. Can you, can you speak to any of those? Yes. We have our Hot Dish Festival coming up in a couple, in a couple of weeks. So that is coming up on Sunday, January 28th at the uh, American Legion in Moorhead also. Okay. That's the hot uh, hot dish. People can it's go and hot donate their contest. contest. 
We had we had several concept. entries last year. I was there. We did as our fourth annual, and so we'll have a silent auction and the hot dish contest, and they're able to give at that time also if they want to give to Giving Hearts Day for us. Great. And how about uh, let's see, we have we have uh, meat raffles going on, a couple of them that are cons- uh, constant uh, throughout the winter months. Yep, so, on Mondays. Rice. Go ahead. Nope, on Mondays are is at Specs. Every Monday at Specs they have a meat raffle, and then we have one basically every other Wednesday at Wild Rice. And what else is going on this spring or summer or winter? I know we're still in winter. And it's just beginning. Um, and say I think we also this have, is the first year. Uh, I think this is the first year, Luann, we're going to be at the North Dakota Winter Show in March. Yes. Yes, we are, Mar- we are Mar- doing that also in Valley City. March uh, 6th through the 10th. And we, we also chili have a chili. Feed. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say we have a chili feed March 23rd. Right. That's at the wild, wild Rice. Right. Yep. Have you been involved with the uh, designer purse bingos? They've been very successful as well. They have. In fact, tickets sold out within about five days. <laughs> the one they went on sale. It is phenomenal. It's been a phenomenal for all the women to be part of. So I am one of the helper bees that uh, go that day and help out with it. And we have one in the fall, in November, and then again one in the spring. Spring one, I'm looking at the list here. Uh, April 6th in Dilworth. Yep. That's a tack. And then, uh, let's see, Topper's Car Show, April. That's at Veterans Memorial Arena in West Fargo. We've done that several years now. Okay. Okay, uh, Luann, I guess I got to go here. We're out of time, but encourage people to go to our, our Veterans Honor Flight webpage or Facebook page for all these events and, and, and more. Thank you for coming thank on, for Luann, and me, thank Dave. you for all you're due for, for Veterans Honor Flight. Thanks, David. Yep. Okay, before we break, I want to again thank KFGO, and I want to close out by reading taps. I hear the sound of taps. I listen to the bugler play, and I feel a sudden chill. I wonder how many times the taps have meant amen. When a flag is dropped, draped the coffin of a brother or a friend. I think of all the mothers, fathers, husbands, and wives, and children with interrupted lives. I think about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea or unmarked graves in Arlington. No, freedom isn't free. Thank you for tuning in again, and we hope to have you back again for our show next month. Thank you.